says that because whenever it says goodbye, see you in my head, the voice is always goodbye, see you. Yeah, yeah. I always feel like, I always feel like the Zoom machine is talking to you in an accent. Goodbye, see you. Goodbye, see you. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it, it, like every tiny little uh, uh, hello or goodbye you put in a computer, your uh, human self is inclined to put a personality to yeah. it. And I think it changes depending on what machine you're using. Absolutely. So the Zoom, this is, we were talking about the Zoom thing, which is the machine we are taping these voices on right now. Yes. Whenever you turn it off, it goes, goodbye, see you. Goodbye, see you. <laughs> goodbye, see you. Yeah. Well, it's very friendly. It is. It's, yeah. It's very friendly. But uh, Mac, uh, like uh, Mac products, they tend to be more passive aggressive, asking questions like, "Are you sure? Are you sure? Yeah. Do you, are you sure you want to quit?" Facebook is like, extra passive aggressive. Oh my god! Uh, these friends are gonna miss you. I'm just gonna keep your room as it is. Well, we've noticed that you've recently unfollowed someone. <laughs> Well, Netflix does the whole thing. Are you still watching? <laughs> yes, I'm watching. I just like, haven't moved. Stop. It's normal. You made me like this, Netflix. <laughs> you created me. Are you still with it? But it's a. What are you going to do? <laughs> but I guess for them, it's analytics. If you're not watching anymore, they don't want to count. Yeah. That yeah, you're yeah. watching a show exactly. if you're asleep. It's understandable because you often watch Netflix to fall asleep. Yeah. And, uh, I'm glad. I remember... <laughs> I, I have a question after yeah. you say this. Yeah. It's just that I watched... Uh, what was it? Someone was staying... Yeah, Erd, my cousin Erd was staying at my place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I went to... to uh, some place out in the country to perform and I slept at the hotel Mm -hmm. and I got drunk at that place so I don't remember really falling asleep Mm -hmm. but uh, so then uh, the next morning I see I've been watching like five episodes of uh, Lost in Space all right and I thought hmm I don't so remember I, I, any of them. Yeah, not only that, I'm surprised at myself to watch. I, that's not the kind of thing I would watch drunk. <laughs> and also, I don't remember being that drunk. <laughs> but I'll go like, sure, pro- I probably try, okay, I probably post play and it just went on. And then later, like a couple of weeks later, I found out the Earth had been watching it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I thought, okay, good on me. Good on me. I just actually didn't watch anything that night, but the fact that I would uh, that I exp- uh, I believed my, uh, that I believed myself to actually have been watching the five episodes or forty-five minute uh, uh, episodes like a Lost in Space. I thought I was kind of disappointed in myself. So I was happy that it was Earth's fault. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you. Uh, well, you kind of answer my question. What Netflix show have you had to watch several times because you put it on while you were drunk and you don't remember? Um, my go-to drunk thing, if I just want something, some voices in my head to fall asleep, it's just friends because I'm not going to go back and see what I missed, and I don't care. It's just it's it's just noise. So you've never you've never been drunk. And put on Netflix and gone, oh my God, that seems interesting. Started watching it, then kind of had the sleepy blackouts and no. then had to watch it again. I have like a set, I think as a setting inside my drunk brain that goes, let's just put something stupid on. Okay. Uh, so uh, I've been watching a lot of uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Mm-hmm. And I only watch that... Yeah, I have to be my my biggest like uh, t- uh, tallest setting of drunkenness while watching that is tipsy. Okay. So I will. So if I wake up the next morning, oh, but, oh God, did I watch this drunk? And then I just go from where I stopped, and then I say, oh, I just I remember this. I was that drunk. Good on me. <laughs> <laughs> I I have to say, it's taken me almost three years. To watch Making a Murderer. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen one episode. Because, well, I, I, I will give nothing away. Yeah. But I, when, when I am like, I, okay, so I performed 
and I've gotten some free booze into me and I've, I've grabbed my kebab on the way home and Frenchie's asleep and I'm not ready to go to bed yet. And I decide I want to watch something. My brain wants to watch a crime documentary. Right. And it, I watched the first episode of Making a Murderer probably seven times before right. I actually finished it and remembered it. Yeah. Because I, <laughs> I kept coming home going, oh, yeah, I really need to get into Making a Murderer. And then it took me until I had a hungover day right. to actually watch the whole first episode. And I remembered nothing. Like, it, yeah. like, I had watched it six times previously, but when I watched it the seventh time and I was sober and hungover, everything was brand new. I go for it. I, I, yeah, I understand. But I just, I know my drunk brain well enough that when this happens, I just, no, I'm not going to mess up my whole watching system. I'm just going to put something silly on even something I know I'm not going to watch anyway so sometimes I just put something that I'm, I kind of know I'm gonna dislike mm. because I'm gonna fall asleep and not okay. understand it anyway mm-hmm. so that's that's a, a, a setting I have inside my mind in my br- in my drunk, drunk brain I've had it for probably a decade so I've, uh, yeah it's uh I've discovered the perfect that I've honed. I have discovered the perfect drunk show because it doesn't matter if you watch it when you're drunk, you can yeah. watch it again. The new Queer Eye. Oh, Queer Eye, the new Queer Eye is great. Have you seen it? I watched the first episode of the first season. Yeah. Cuz the and second it, season it just came me, out. It made me cry. <gasps> me too. <laughs> It made and be ball like a baby. They are onto something because yeah. the tagline of the second season is "I'm not crying, you're crying." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's working. I saw that. I watched another episode uh, just the other day uh, while trying to fall asleep, and uh, yeah, it uh, yeah, it really, it, they're really onto something. They are. Do you have a favorite? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. I have to watch. You've only two. seen two episodes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because no, I haven't really. I like uh, the one with the long hair is Jonathan. obviously the the Jonathan. His, his name, name is Jonathan. <laughs> He's the guy from Gay of Thrones. Oh yeah, that's where I know him. So I already knew him because you, as you know, I don't watch Game of Thrones. Makes sense. He's very and he's how camera comfortable. He is how I'm able to know what's happening in Game of Thrones because, you know, I can't watch it. Game of Thrones is great. Um, Yeah, uh, yeah. uh, He just he's the most colorful character. That's why you remember him. Oh my god, he's the most flaming. So you don't you don't know the controversy over the chef. No. <gasps> There's nothing in the show. No. But after the first season uh, aired, mm-hmm. there were all these... So the, I mean, it's queer, right? Mm-hmm. So the gays kind of went after him. Mm-hmm. And they were like... Because he was too gay? No. They went after him because they were like, are you really a chef? Because, okay, what did he make in the first episode you watched? I do not remember. Guacamole. Guacamole. <laughs> right. <laughs> Because that guy who said, you can't fix ugly, he, uh, he yeah. liked his guacamole. <laughs> he made guacamole in another episode. Yeah. He teaches them how to make hot dogs. And it's like, everyone was kind of like, um... So you buy hot dogs and then put them on the grill? That's <laughs> like, no, he added um, chips right. for crunch. For crunch. But in Iceland, they have fried onion for that. But um, like, they, they, you know that meme of the guy with the girl, yeah, and he's looking at another girl, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so they put a picture of, uh, so and the guy in the middle was um, all the gays, yeah, and the girl with him was the designer, right? Is <laughs> <It was> like. <laughs> Completely, and they basically said, completely redoes an entire apartment from scratch. And then (laughs) all the gays, Mm -hmm. and then they're looking at the guy who makes guacamole. (laughs) Because because he's attractive. Oh, yeah. So that's it. So it's not even a good chef. Well, if you, if you, I actually, like after one of these articles, I went and I I Googled him and I IMDb'd him. He's an actor. Okay. He's, and, and like, 
it's kind of it's kind of like like there's no legitimate kind of reasons for him being employed mm. as a chef mm. as a culinary expert he's an actor and instagram model who has a keen interest in food right and anthony good on good on anthony and and i've been so, i've been, so he just he he so is he someone who his friends have told him he's a good chef and he just googled well, I, recipes okay I, I'm sure you will forgive me for comedic purposes but I'm I'm into the second season now and the theme song to Queer Eye is things just keep getting better yeah it does not keep getting better for Anthony alright and like I watched an episode the other day and like we we now play almost a drinking game me and Frenchie whenever he decides what he's going to teach them to cook I just go Oh, Anthony, you've outdone yourself. <laughs> Coleslaw. <laughs> oh, pancakes. Pasta from a pasta machine. Is he not just dumbing himself down for the uh, for the uh, st- straight guys? No, because did you watch the original show? Yes. They taught them actual... You know, and and right. and the the style guy, he's 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 really good mm-hmm. with his stuff. And the, I mean, I think the unsung hero of the whole series is because I, you know, this about me. I'm a huge fan of make home makeover shows. Right. Uh, 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 by the way, almost every piece of furniture is from IKEA. I don't mm-hmm. know if everyone knows that, um, but but yes, but it looks amazing. It looks the guy redoes entire like apartments houses and 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 when they they bring them in and and like i don't <laughs> i've seen so many home makeover shows where they just go oh we just did this one room yeah and then but no they do the whole fucking house they're like oh there's more let's see the bedroom and the other bedroom and the yeah. bathroom and it's like this guy did this in one show yeah, okay. So, and then yeah. Anthony teaches them how to make guacamole. And I'm sure they're getting paid the same amount. So he's there because he's prettiest. I think so. Okay. I think so. But I, I do I do love Jonathan. And uh-huh. actually, I will say this. he I knew him from Game of, Gay of Thrones. Mm-hmm. And in the first two episodes, I actually had to deal with internalized homophobia. Right. Yeah, because no, I'm, well, I say that, but Internalized like. Internalized homophobia. I'll explain it in a second. Yeah. But I was watching him and I was going, oh, he's a bit much. He's a bit too much. Yeah. And then in the third episode, I was like, no, he's everything he needs to be. Right. And, and one of my favorites, someone put on Twitter this video of Oprah. Mm-hmm. And I think she was talking about Maya Angelou. Right. And someone asked her her thoughts on Maya Angelou and she said... She has thoughts on Maya yeah, Angelou? She, of Oprah? course, Oprah. Who thought? Really? Who would have thunk it? Um, but she... I think it's like a video of Oprah saying, I think she's the friend we all need. She's oh. the friend we deserve. She's the... And someone said... Uh, you know, first episode of Queer Eye. That Jonathan's a bit too much. Third episode. <laughs> she's the friend we need. <laughs> she's the friend we all deserve. Yeah. She brings out the best in all of yeah, us. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, lo- uh, I loved him uh, immediately. Well, uh, although I, I thought, crossed my mind when I saw him, I, I thought, hmm, I wonder what the gays think. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah okay, okay. Because it's because there is like a, a bit too much factor there. Yeah, but this, this and I think man, initially, and it's a showman. I think initially, for a lot of us, yeah. it was a little bit kind because of, the rest of them are very reserved. Mm-hmm. And Karamo is that his name? Yeah. Like the culture guy. Mm. Like he's a bit more kind of. Um, yeah, he he veers towards what I would call mask for mask. Mm. Does he have a, a resting what am I doing here face? He has a resting uh, am I straight or am I not face? Like, yeah. you know, like, but I, th- I think they're all very genuine people. Mm. But initially when I watched, um, I was going to say Gay of Thrones, uh, Queer, <laughs> Queer Eye, I thought, oh, he's a bit much. But then, then I think it was self-hatred. Yeah. Because he's exactly who I am. Yeah. When I've had a few drinks. That's super interesting. At a party. Yeah. But 
I mean, let's let's do our intro, and then I can talk, tell you about internalized homophobia. I am Australian. I'm Icelandic, and together we are Australia. Australia. Australia keeps getting better. Australia, sometimes off the path. Okay. <laughs> Which path? Yeah, whatever path is uh, work uh, is uh, is 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 required. Required. The required. Uh, path. Yes, exactly. We should be honest. If like, I am on a path, I will stray off it just so I can stray off it. Yeah, yeah. I I feel we should let our listeners know we we had a, an actual catch up that was un podcast related, and we had a couple of beers. Yes, yes, yes. We have had a couple of beers. Uh, and we have a couple of beards. We well. have a couple of beards. Yes. Yeah, Deborah Lee Furness has just walked in. I um, do, not, do not know that reference. Hugh Jackman's wife. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I feel bad for saying that because he, he openly came, uh, like, uh, released a statement to the media a few years ago saying, stop. Saying my wife is a beard. I yeah. love her very much. Yeah. I'm a terrible person. I should have made that joke. Yeah, I understand though. Yeah. So he did that uh, a few years ago. A few years ago, he uh, he had a an, a statement saying, "I know what people say about my wife, and it's very disrespectful to her because we love each other very much." Yeah. And so, oh, so it's well. just because he is a very well groomed man that he uh, uh, likes music. Yeah, I think so. And so I think the gays we've we've backed off him, and we're we're twice on top of Travolta now. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor old Travolta. Poor old Travolta. Do you think that maybe one day, yeah, some one day, uh, we can have a definitely straight as an arrow guy who acts like, so who has the same personality as Jonathan is in Queer Eye? Yeah. This that would be the optimal future of that. Well, yeah, that you could be smash. You like, could be whoever you uh, want to be. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would be beautiful. Well, for me, for me, I would love for, I mean, we're 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 getting close, but I would love for us to have someone like Vin Diesel. Yeah, like a gay Vin Diesel. A gay Vin Diesel, someone yeah. who's like, I'm an action hero, mm-hmm. and I'm openly gay. Yeah, yeah. We we need one of those, and we need. Uh, like and we gay we Vin have. Diesel and we need a straight Jonathan. <laughs> we need a straight Jonathan Van Ness. <laughs> We need a straight Jonathan Van Ness and a gay Vin Diesel. Yeah. Uh, and then, then we're set. But, I mean, I mean we, we've got Luke... What's his face? Dracula Untold... Uh, Luke Evans. Yeah, Luke Evans. He's gay. He is gay, okay. Yeah. Uh, he is pretty close to an action hero. He is pretty close to an action hero. Well, he was Dracula. And, I mean, there are rumours about Henry Cavill. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, that would be great if he came out. I could, I could teach you a gay term. Gay. I could teach you... Because years ago... I was having drinks with a friend Mm. and I was talking about Henry Cavill and Luke Evans and they said, you know, uh, Henry, uh, Luke Evans, his family. Right. He's, yeah. You've heard this. this. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I I learned this from, uh, the sitcom with, uh, Ian McKellen and Derek Jacoby. Yeah. Oh, um, vicious. That was beautiful. You think he's, uh, is he family? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love that one. (laughs) It's a very old world way of saying things, but also Lee Pace. Lee Pace. Ronan, the accuser. All right. In, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Right, right, right. He just came out. He just came out. Yeah. Okay, so that, so uh, this might be a, like a domino effect here. It's 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 slowly yeah. happening because uh, while it's slowly happening, people are slowly realizing nobody slowly cares. Yeah. Well, I mean, some people, the studio execs do. Yeah, but and they're, they're idiots yeah. and they don't know yeah, what what the humans want. They will die on their bed of money. The, the studio execs are like the equivalent of Zuckerberg drinking that water in that interview. <laughs> humans don't like this. I've decided what humans like. Yes. 
yeah. you know whereas the rest of us are kind of like oh I don't really care they're no, an actor no 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 I, yeah, the fact that I keep forgetting who's care and who's not I think that's a good sign that's a beautiful thing you're a, you're a gorgeous human I, I wish I could not fixate on it so much well you are well, it matters more to you I'm, I'm in the comfort zone I'm in the comfort zone called being white and straight and I can, I can explain why to those uh, who are in the same comfort zone as you like when I was a kid towards teenager mm. the closest I could find in an action film to someone who was close to me was the reboot of Charlie's Angels right because they they weren't these uh, they I, I don't know I just they because they were uh, because they were chicks and they didn't really focus on a romantic. Uh, no, interest. they didn't focus on romantic interests. Well, I mean, they did. Yeah, they did. It was direct. Not, the second not one, all of them. It was directed by a guy who goes by the name oh. McGee. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I wonder what the G. What is the G stand for? <laughs> McGee. Um, <laughs> But that was. The... Do we think he's ever going to come out as McGay? <laughs> <laughs> and will there be a burger? Will there well? <laughs> Do you want a McGay burger? <laughs> How has McDonald's never cashed in on that for Pride? I don't know. Um, I do not know. But th- I mean, that was the, so. So for me, it is. It's it's cool and it's important and it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do agree with the fact that we should stop fixating on outing people. Yeah, I think I, I agree on that as well because, uh, for example, with Hugh Jackman, why, yeah. Poor why guy. shaming a guy for apparently being a decent guy who is pretty and likes musicals? And he can sing and he can dance and he can play. And, and by, by perpetuating this kind of like he's in the closet... Yeah. Us, as the gays, yeah. we are no better than homophobes. Yeah, I would agree with that. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, this has disturbed me for a while. Mm. Uh, Leave him alone. Yeah, and also, just, yeah, exactly. It's like being homophobic because you're fixating on something. Even if he is or isn't, why do you care? Yeah. Uh, is he doing uh, the what? community a disservice by not coming out? I know why people care. Yeah. And, and it's because uh, every time someone like him, who is loved and embraced by the straight community, every time someone like him comes out, in a way we have a win. Yeah. We yeah. have a win where we yeah. go, you see, mm-hmm. we're everywhere. Right. We're just like you. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, like, I, I, I imagine that's why people focused on trying to out George Michael for so long. Yes, yes. I remember he, ha- well, he was kind of forced out of the closet. Yeah, which involved a bathroom. And, and, which involved a bathroom, yeah. but uh, fortunately it wasn't forced, he wasn't forced out of the closet well, I wouldn't say Kevin Spacey was forced out of his closet. No. Kind of everyone knew, but he used the fact that he was outed as a he was, criminal. He was the one outing yeah. of an incredibly famous person, I think, in the last 10 years, yeah. who when he finally came out, the gays went, mm, we don't want you. <laughs> Moshe Kasher, a great American comedian, he, he said, like, uh, it, the day that he came out after ha- doing the statement, yes, I want to just... Uh, I, 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 oh, by the way, I'm gay. Yeah. yeah. I want to dismiss these charges that I'm a sex, uh, sexual predator. Oh, by the way, I'm gay. And Moshe Kasher said, yeah, I want to dismiss all these accusations of me being... Uh, uh, um, uh, what did he say? Like... Uh, of, yeah, uh, being uh, money-hungry, uh, something, blah, blah, blah. Mm. By the way, I'm Jewish. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. I get it. But there is, there is like I, I said I was going to explain to you, internalized homophobia. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which is something that's rife in the community, and I will explain it in... Rife finds? Rife and rife finite... Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, okay, so uh, you, you've when I was single, you saw Grinder. I've seen the Grinder. You've seen the Grinder. I showed the Grinder to you. Um, if the way you could sum up 
internalized homophobia would be a profile where the profile name was Mask for Mask. Right. No fats, no femmes, no Asians. Yeah, Mask for Mask. So, uh, or in the old days when you used to have to go to the back pages of the newspaper Mm -hmm. for like the Craigslist Mm -hmm. in the rest of the world, you know, um, Man Seeking Man. Yeah. Uh, and they would say straight acting for straight acting. Right. So it's it's this kind of... Uh, it's, it's, it's a man who wants to have sex with men, uh-huh. but they don't want Jonathan Van Ness. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They only want Karamo. I remember, I remember having a, a, a gay friend who was pretty... Um, pretty uh, flaming mm-hmm. is the word I mm-hmm. would use. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And or he, camp, you could say. Yeah, camp. Pretty camp. And, he, yeah. and he, he didn't find any people who were similar to him in behavior. Sexually. Yeah. And so they're, they're, they're in, there's this whole psychological thing of, it's called internalized homophobia. Mm. So you're, you are a gay person, but you have this uh, disliking or this disdain yeah. for people who are overtly gay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, oh, I, I don't want femme queens. Right. I don't want dudes who are really feminine. I only want dudes... And, uh, like, I mean, I, I had a friend who... Is this how bears are born? Because they're kind of ultra-masculine? No, they're not. They're, here's the thing about bears. Mm? Is they're not necessarily ultra-masculine. Bear is a body type. It's a body type. Only it's a body, body type. type, and there are lifestyle elements to it yeah. as well. Like, I mean, I've made jokes about this. I want to hang out with bears at a party because they're the ones who want to eat. Yeah. You know, they're not obsessed with being these tiny, thin... But bears will own the dance floor the second Kylie Minogue comes on. Okay, cool, cool. Like, they're... they're, uh, In in my experience, in my own journey, as a gay man, I have... uh, (laughs) Just checking, we're still recording. Um, uh, I've I've found that of all the different kind of uh, groups, the bears are the most welcoming. Yeah. Uh, they're the most kind of, you don't have to look a certain way. You want to hang with us? You hang with us. You can sit with us. You can sit with us. You don't have to wear pink on Wednesdays. Like, yeah, yeah. You, you know, it's you, you want to dance with us? You dance with us. You want to, mm-hmm. we're going out to a picnic, a bear picnic. Yeah. The teddy bears are having their picnic. Um, <laughs> but they, they're not necessarily... Oh, so cartoony. Yeah, it is, it is cartoony. Yeah. And, and, and I think the way gays... Uh, define themselves in different groups is incredibly cartoonish and weird. Yeah. Um, but usually you would call them the jocks. They're more likely to be mask for mask. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the muscle, like uh, in the gym, all, muscle marries. Muscle marries. But muscle marries, uh, sorry, saying, like, do you think that there is, yeah, a more, when, when it comes to, like, uh, gays being muscular and uh, more, looking more like an action hero, yeah. there is more self-hatred? Uh, so there's more like a, a more uh, chance of self-hatred? I, well, I don't want to generalize, but no. in my experience, that can be the case. Yeah. Like, the, it's, it's, in my personal experience, it has commonly been the case. Right. That they... However, like, a lot of... Uh, I mean, when I was single, you know, it always... They, like, they, guys who had the six-pack abs... Yeah. Often were ones, like, I would never talk to. Because you're yeah. like... There, it'd be like you finding the hottest girl on Tinder mm-hmm. and going, there's no point me swiping right. Mm. You know? No, but it, it yeah. t- well, to a normal yeah. non-famous person. <laughs> um, <laughs> there, there's no point me swiping right. But yeah. I, I often found a lot of those gay men who had spent hours and hours right. and hours in the gym yeah. had these deep-seated self-hatred. Like, they worked on their bodies so much yeah. because they thought they were worth nothing. Right, yeah, yeah. And I, honestly, I I mean, I've been writing about this for my new show, I Wouldn't Date Me Either. Mm -hmm. I had more sex as a fat man than a skinny dude obsessed with my body. Right, yeah. And I think so much... so interesting. It so much goes towards the confidence. Like, Mm -hmm. 
I, I would like sometimes these dudes who had the muscles and the six packs and the and the the pecs you just want a motorboat right. would send me a message on Grinder right. and I'd be like, oh, you're talking to me, like, oh, and and often they would just have these wounded souls at heart and they just wanted someone to hold them. That's right, yeah. you know. And then yeah. sometimes you just go, cool, I'll hold you as long as I can plow you first. Um, yeah, I've sorry, that was a terrible um, thing to say. <laughs> No, but I, 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 I learned a lot about how we make assumptions on people's physical appearance mm-hmm. yeah. when you don't, you don't necessarily know. But I always avoid I, it. Yeah, I actually, uh, yeah, I, I feel like uh, girls who look like Playboy bunnies yeah. have kind of the same mentality. Yeah, yeah. Towards like, uh, there is a certain. There's a reason there's a they chance, spend so much chance. time looking yeah. that way. Yeah, there's uh, more of a chance. Of a certain uh, self uh, hatred. The hatred is a strong word. What's the word I'm looking for? Just like uh, uh, I would say, insecurity. Like insecurity. Yeah. It's a longing for them to complete themselves, and yeah. they don't know how. And sometimes they've been in relationships that were psychologically abusive in the past, and yeah. and were with people who wanted them to look a certain way, mm-hmm. and yeah. figured I need to look this way or no one will love me because yeah. they didn't realize that they were worth something. They've gone into a relationship with that image and then they have to maintain that yeah. image and they are in a relationship where the uh, partner wants them uh, or even kind of uh, emotionally forces them to maintain that image because, uh, yeah, because uh, they're representing themselves unwittingly kind of as a trophy and Mm. then they suddenly become the trophy Mm -hmm. and nothing more and uh, that of course creates uh, depression and I know very subtle uh, or a hidden level exactly and I know I know literally hundreds of dudes hundreds of gay men who are either like they look like catwalk models Mm -hmm. or they are buff right to to infinity who just have a thing for chubby dudes. Yeah. Or they want someone who looks like who's got a dad bod mm-hmm. or and and they're just they're not actually attracted. There's a very um within the gay world, a very famous singer named Tom Goss. Mm-hmm. Ex gymnast. Uh like he's you know he's he's got the broad shoulders, muscly kind of body. Yeah. He wrote a a big article of, like maybe 5 or 6 years ago where he went through a whole period of his life where he thought he was asexual. Right. And it turned out that he he came out of that by realizing I'm not asexual. I'm actually just into bears. Yeah. Be, and, and, and what I was um, going to... Because gonna, he, he didn't consider that the option? Because, and here's where I think we get it wrong as a community, and it's changing with the younger generations. Yeah. Like, I remember when I came out, you come out... And you're around people who are similar to you. Mm-hmm. And usually a lot of people, when they come out, the majority of people around them are twinks. Yeah. The, you know, you're 19. Most people, with the exception of me at the mm-hmm. time, were, you know, skinny, hairless, uh, you know, party people. Uh, and, and, and you go, okay, so I need to, like, you're already different from everyone who you've grown up around with. Yeah. And so we we have this innate need to belong. So you try to find your tribe. Yeah. And sometimes the tribe you come into prescribes to you what you're supposed to do. You got to like Kylie. Mm-hmm. You have to love Madonna. You know, you, you oh we're all going to see Ariana Grande or you know mm-hmm. And and oh you don't want to get too fat. We need to wear skinny jeans. No, we need Ariana to Ariana Grande is dating Pete Davidson. From uh, SNL? I, I did. Yeah. I did. And there's a, another great example. You know, he probably has an amazing personality. And, and I think he's thinking constantly, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, how did I do this, how did I do this? And that, and that can be a problem. Yeah. In, I, I, I've made jokes about this. I call them hotness discordant relationships. Right. Where, where one person is supremely hot, yeah. you know, like commercially yeah and the other person it, it and and the hot person 
is completely in love yeah. with the person who's not commercially hot. Right. Although I think Pete Davidson's gorgeous. Yes, gorgeous. Um, but, uh, and, uh, yeah, and, and that can cause problems in relationships because one of you will be like, why are you with me? Mm, and yeah. then it can, it can cause yeah. issues. Yeah, I, I, um, yeah, I've found that, uh, you know, <clears throat> I find that the, in my history of relationships, I've, always been uh, a couple of numbers below yeah. my partner uh, or more. commercially <clears throat> yeah commercially or more and I found that when I have mentioned that fact that makes me in fact kind of unattractive to yeah. my partner because you're pointing like, it out why are you you're so beautiful why are you with me yeah but then they're going what's wrong with you why are you thinking why like can this? you not see how much I love you and I go yeah. like oh I'm sorry, I am being uh, the idiot here. And, and here's, I mean, here's the thing that I've learned through my whole dating thing of, of uh, from, you know, 16 to 33, is that you find the most peace when you realize that everyone is entitled to and does find something differently attractive. Yeah, yeah. You know, just because somebody looks like a catwalk model yeah. doesn't mean they're not attractive to somebody with a dad bod. It's, there, there is no... Attracted. So. There is a system here, but the system is loose. Yeah. It doesn't have to be followed. Because and we're the taught that this. we're following it, it's just part of, you know, whole... Uh, but we're taught this by the media. Indoctrination. Yeah. yeah. Indoctrination works. <laughs> like, we go, why would this person ever be into me? Like, I, for instance, you know, Frenchie, is, he's gorgeous. Yes, he's way he is. than you. <laughs> He's, he's so much harder than me. Like, like, and I mean, I've I've had to have these conversations, you know, like where where I've told him, oh, I wanna I wanna give up carbs and I wanna go to the gym and and do all these things, and and every time I've I've said, oh, I wanna get serious about oh. this and I wanna I wanna get back to sort of what I was like maybe five years ago, he will. And I think I've shared this with mm-hmm. you before. He will um, cuddle my stomach mm. and say, "Okay, I'll miss you, belly." Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you know, like he 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 does not want me to change. Yeah, when you kind of get into this uh, self-deprecative area with a partner that you consider to be commercially or traditionally more hot mm. uh, hotter than you, then you will often be confronted with a shut the fuck up. Yeah. What are you doing? Stop ruining things. I we mean, are both beautiful, which we are. I, we're gorgeous. Yes. We're so high. But di- I mean, did you know that like a lot of the studies that have been done in the last kind of two or three years have shown that people um, are more attracted for a long-term relationship, are more attracted to somebody who isn't model. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah I've, I find that I yeah I'm not surprised at that at least like that's why the dad bod became a thing. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, I think of course the male gender is more privileged in a way that we have more uh, our range is more uh, uh, bigger. Uh, we have more. You allowance. have more allowance. Yes, uh, but I would go as far as as to say commercially straight male. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, this needs to be fixed, and I think it's slowly happening. It is slowly happening. Yeah. It is. It is. I mean, and and I mean, just just look at stars that are you know like John Krasinski, mm-hmm. gorgeous, yes, gorgeous man, not commercially attractive. No, not in a like a, a comic book sense. No, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, not commercially. I find them both very attractive. I think they're gorgeous people, yeah. but they're not Vin Diesel. No, why? But Vin Diesel isn't Vin Diesel anymore. Um, they're not The Rock. Yeah, Rock is pretty. They're not... Uh, I mean, like, what? Um... I go who the prettiest people. I mean, uh, I remember when Jude Law was up there, and now he just because he has a bald spot, he's uh, he's popped. he's it. He's gone. He's gone. But he's he, wearing he's, fake teeth with a bad still, Australian uh, accent in in, <laughs> in Contagion. Uh, he's still. Uh, I think he's still as uh, Wanda Sykes actually described him when I saw Wanda Sykes and Jude Law sitting on a sofa in a. In a 
talk show once where she said, you devastatingly handsome. <laughs> I'm like, well, you walk down the street, buildings come crumbling down, <laughs> helicopters crashing, you devastatingly handsome. <laughs> I thought, you know, I, you know uh, so that, I thought that was, uh, I, I always thought that was so, uh, it was a, so, such a funny observation because she was just taking, he, he, because at that time he was the top of the crop. Uh, the cream of the uh, yeah he was he was the, the leading the same man. crop he was the new Leonardo DiCaprio yeah, yeah. and uh, and uh, and uh, he was uh, he was of course flattered but at the same time he was making fun of the fact that he was putting being put on a ta- pedestal yeah and I think he appreciated the, her, her 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 pulling him off the pedestal yeah. by exaggerating. Uh, uh, everyone's opinion of him and uh, I mean that's, that's the thing unless you're gonna I mean Ryan Reynolds mm, yeah that is a beautiful man he is a beautiful he, man and he yeah. is also a beautiful personality yeah yes yes and that's I think what because he wasn't always the big buff guy no 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 I remember him being fat in the beginning of Just France and also <laughs> <laughs> no but his his start in Two Guys Ago in a Pizza Place yeah yeah he was the skinny yeah. Nerdy guy. Oh, he, he, yeah, I never really And saw it wasn't that, so. until Blade Trinity, right? Like, he spent like a year buffing okay. himself up because that's what Hollywood wanted. Yeah. I mean, I love that they made the. Oh, I was going to talk about Infinity War. Deadpool. No, no like uh, Chris Pratt. Yeah, Chris There were Pratt. jokes at the fact that he gained weight. Yeah, 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 yeah. In Infinity War. Right. Oh, really? Yeah. You don't yeah, remember that? I just remember him being very insecure around Thor, and I thought that was And so Drax, funny. Drax yeah. said, you yeah. have gained weight. Yeah, okay. Like, and he... And he, and he, he <laughs> I didn't notice. I he wasn't was a joke. the same yeah. buffness as yeah. he was... Okay. In yeah. in the first, I th- mean, I I wouldn't know, I wouldn't see a difference at all. Even if he was female, come on, how much weight did he put on between <laughs> Guardians to really, really? <laughs> but but I you know it's and and he's and I I love um, uh, an article I read about because I've I've just ordered Anna Faris's biography, right, and she talked about how she was in their whole marriage because they're now no longer together mm-hmm. um, in their whole marriage she never wanted him to change his body right yeah when he was the fat dude on Parks and Rec yeah which he wasn't he wasn't fat he, he was Hollywood fat he was Hollywood fat Holly well, fat he, he, he was chunky Holly, he was Holly chunky he was a bear chunky wood Holly fat he was chunky wood Holly fat um, but she never wanted him to change his body. It was just film roles that wanted, and she I actually put my chunky wood into your holy fat. She she went on record in many interviews and talks about it in the book. In yeah. one of the um, samples I read, where she said that that uh, she loved him either way, but she loved him more when he wasn't buff mm-hmm. because he wasn't hungry. Right, because so hunger. much about and it's when you're over like thirty. 30 in general yeah. to look that way yeah. is every day of the week it's true there is a massive consistency that has to come and she would say like you know I, I, I much preferred when he wasn't having to eat every four hours right. and he wasn't always hungry and tired and and oh God. Yeah. Like people who are fitness models they don't have a life no, I, I, I'm, I get uh, kind of anxious when I'm hungry and uh, probably not a very pleasant being. I wouldn't be, want to be and that. Can person. you imagine if your day, every day of the... Six days a week, evolves around or revolves around um, wake up, gym, yeah, meal, then five meals later, yeah. gym, yeah, then at least eight hours minimum sleep. <sighs> Yeah. As well as being a movie star. Yeah. Like, that's a huge toll. Yeah, I, I can't imagine. I, I kind of can, but I mean, uh, I would just get depressed, I mm. think. Yeah. Mm. And I, I've, I've told you before, I, I've done stuff really, like that really for... Assistance. For roles before. Like, I, I, I told you the time I had to play a woman, I had to lose 20 kilos because my shoulders were too broad. Wow. And I had one sandwich a day. One, and that's it? That's it. 
how many children did you murder on that No, it, it, there was a weird thing that would happen every day around 3 p.m. My energy levels would drop so dramatically that you could tell me my mother died, and I would say, okay. Like, wow. <laughs> just, and if you left me unsupervised, yeah. I would fall asleep. I think that's one of the things I couldn't I couldn't starve myself. That's where that's how how you can torture me just to take starve away you. My, yeah, yeah, because you can you I can be awake for a long time. So you could go without cigarettes. You could go without alcohol. You could go without yeah, sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have, but, but food food uh, is the final frontier. Yeah, absolutely for you. It's 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 a big thing. It's a big thing. Mm. This is this is quite a lovely 99th episode. It is. I think that we're going we're doing a very good like gate to straight free freeform show, freeform yeah. show with a bit of a, a body s- consciousness. Yeah, it, it, it's like a gate to straight slash uh, operation sex god. Uh, mm. Can I ask you? We're obliterating the sex god. Do of. you do you feel pretty within yourself, Hulu? I do, yeah, yeah. I do. F- I've, I uh, haven't had issues with my um, exterior appearance for a long time. And what do you think is the the main reason for that? I don't know. I've uh, this. I've. I don't remember. F- I probably did when I was a teenager or something. Like, uh, is it because you accepted icy spicy Leonsi as your personal lord and savior? <laughs> I remember, like, probably one time, I, I, I just have a vague memory, one time, long time ago, thinking, mm, maybe I'm not that pretty or whatever. But, uh, but most of the time, even when I'm feeling bad, like, about myself, I... I go, uh, there's a part of me that goes whenever I walk past the mirror, but mm, at least I don't look bad. Mm. There's a pretty human being there. Mm. I, I've felt that way about myself for a long time. And, uh, and uh, I also feel like most, like if not all of the people around me are pretty. So mm. it's just, so it's that. Uh, but uh, yeah, so yeah, I, I talked about this in one of my various other podcasts just recently. At least I listened to myself <laughs> saying on on the Buffy uh, Vampire Slayer podcast. I was saying something like, "Yeah, I don't remember." Like I, I have issues with my my personality. I a lot of the time I come home and I go like, "Why the fuck did I say that?" Oh, I was an asshole. I was an idiot. Blah mm-hmm. blah blah. But I never feel like that about my my looks so um i so think it's I don't beautiful. feel the same pressure to uh, to work on my, uh, the pressure i feel when i when i'm working like when i when i take when i start running every year or when i try to at least watch what i eat mm-hmm. that's just so i can live to be a hundred mm. Uh, because I don't want to die before I'm 70 or whatever and I, I think that's really the key yeah. like if anyone is wanting to do something healthy it shouldn't be about to try to look a certain way that's a side effect Yeah, and it might not be a side effect Yeah, because diets don't work um, yeah. but if you're trying to eat healthy and exercise it should be about something that benefits you maybe maybe you want to walk up hills without getting out of breath I think if you are going like if you're fixing if you're going to great lengths to fix your exterior looks then uh, you um, that I, I think you're focusing on, on the wrong thing mm. really uh, and then uh, you if you think that people, what people don't like about you is the fact that your nose is too fat or your hips are too wide or whatever. And if you've got bumps and, and, on your nose or yeah. lumps on your toes. And then say you just don't care. Be like <laughs> the regular does. But um, yeah, if you focus on that and if you fix that, you're not really fixing anything. And if somebody will find you more attractive for fixing that, then they have kind of the same problem as you. And yeah. the, neither of you will be happy. You will just... Pre- you will convince each other that mm. this is what uh, that this is what you are winning at uh, uh, at in life, or even just cheating on mm. at in life. So uh, yeah, I don't, I don't. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, I don't uh, subscribe to that way of thought. In the immortal words of one of our time's greatest philosophers, RuPaul. RuPaul. <laughs> If, if I ever say in the immortal words of one of our time's greatest philosophers, it's either RuPaul or Britney Spears. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'll bet you a dollar and a half that you already said those things, but in a reverse kind of way. Probably. Yeah. But at the end of every episode of RuPaul's Drag Race, <laughs> she says, if you can't love yourself, how the hell you going to love somebody else? That's very true, but it's also kind of this, this is uh, uh, this is uh, something that is in a friendly way eating its own tail because I don't know, know if I'm using the correct uh, metaphor here, but mm. I think yeah, if you can't love yourself, how uh, uh, in the hell are you going to love somebody, somebody else? else? But often by loving somebody else mm. and uh, even everybody else. You will start loving yourself. It's true. So that's one way. So if you don't love yourself, uh, start then, loving other people. Uh, start loving other people. Then you will love yourself, and then you're gonna love somebody else. <laughs> Can I get an amen? Up amen. And uh, I think that's it. I think that's it. That's it. That's it, baby. In the immortal words of Terminator Two: I need a vacation. <laughs> Peace out, motherfuckers. My dearest, most precious People's Republic of Australia, the episode you just listened to is, in fact, the lastest one before our summer break. That's right. We're leaving you for a little, little while. Just a little while, man. For various reasons. We cannot, like we planned, have the lastest one be the episode of one, number 100. So instead, we have decided to have episode number uh, 100 to be our comeback show later this summer. Stay tuned, motherfuckers. We gonna miss you like Cray. And don't worry, we'll be back before you can say supercalifragilistic, what the hell is that on your nose? Did you just eat a starfish? This is why you remind me of your father's mother's brother in the midnight sun during shark season because that's where dreams are born as my half-man, half-yeti brother-in-law used to say when we went top hat fishing every summer fall, which is the hidden season between summer and fall.